Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics. This is the fastest hour in radio. And we have a great show for you today. This is not a show for the faint of heart. This is not for the weak knees. If you're a pretend conservative, this is probably not for you. Just saying. The collision of faith and politics means what it says. Loretta Hillary and Balrault. Loretta Hillary Balrault. Out with the old, in with the old. Yeah, we're all angry. You know what? We darn sure should be angry. We should be angry. I tell you what we should be angry about? Ten alleged Republicans voted to confirm Loretta Lynch to succeed the absolute epitome of loser, racist, punk in Eric Holder as Barack's Attorney General. Now, you notice I, didn't say, I, I did say Barack's Attorney General and not the United States Attorney General. You know, the, the, the attorney that represents the United States. No, that's Barack's attorney general. That's Barack's attorney general. It works for him. Here's the stark reality that the profoundly, profoundly mentally ill mind of the left and the feckless, absolutely feckless, establishment mind that is the Republican Congress. We're we're simply allowing ourselves to be ruled, our power to be ceded from God and control given to the it that is the United States government instead of with us, we the people. How'd that happen? How did it happen? What do you mean I don't know how it happened? What do you mean I don't know? You got to know. You can't say, I don't know how it happened. You can't say, well, gee, I was busy at the mall. You, you can't say that. It's the country. It's where you live. You don't have that ability. 
Well, you do have the ability. You're doing it. Not you, not all of you, but a darn sure a lot of people are. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You can't say, I don't know. You ever have kids? You ever have kids that uh, you say, why did you do this or that? Well, I don't know. I don't know is not an answer. I don't know is not an answer to why you ran out in the street in front of a car. The car had slammed on the brakes. It's not an answer. You can't accept that answer. The question, how did that happen, has to be answered. How can we change that? Has to be answered. I'll tell you the really important question. This, Not for nothing, take it as you wish. Can we change it? Can we? Three questions. How did that happen? How can we change that? And then ultimately, maybe what we should answer first is can we change it? We, not the it that is the government, us, we, the people. Look, power and governance are not the same. And I'll tell you what, right now, right here, the ninja pastor, Dr. Sean Greener, I'm making a statement. It's time we call the things what they actually are. You know why? Because nothing changes. Nothing changes until we change our mindset. By the way, the chat room is open. Phone lines are open, too. I don't know that I'll get to any calls. I, I, I will try. Uh, I'll do my best. But, you know, if you call in, 646-595-4641. Uh, if you do, uh, please be patient. I'll, I'll do my best to get to you. I, I really will. Look, you, you say you want to help. First of all, let me start with the premise. Anybody out there actually think that we're not at the verge of disaster, of losing the republic? Anybody? Does anybody out there actually in 2015 actually believe that our country is not in desperate need of saving? You say you want to help save the country, but you don't know how. Would you really like to know how to save this country? Well, you had better ask yourself the tough questions. Do I really have what it takes to help save this country? Look, I'm not asking you, and the founders didn't ask you, say you, right there in whatever town you're in. You have to do it by yourself. You have to save the country by yourself. They didn't say that. They didn't say you have to come up with all the answers yourself. Do I really have what it takes to help save this country? Here's a question for you. Do I really want 
to save the country. Do I really want to? You know, I'm busy with everything. I'm a very busy person. Very busy. I got phew, I got all kinds of stuff to do. I got all kinds of stuff. Man, I, I'm so busy. I got shopping. I got all this stuff to do. You really want to save the country? Or have you given up already? Have you given up? I mean, you need to admit it. Lord knows if you can't. Lord, if you don't know, if you can't answer that question, have I given up already? Then I don't know if you can handle this next question. America? By the way, thank you to all the people listening around the world. I'm looking here and there's, I'm blown away. Oddly, I have a, a following in Belgium. It's weird. Have you given up already? And then I want you to ask yourself the really, really, really tough question. The one that if you ask it quickly and you rush through this question, then you're not worth it. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and in towns all across America? Am I worth the sorrow that so many families, just in this last two war alone, 7,400 gold star killed in action, and there are families at home, mothers, wives, Daughters, sons, brothers, fathers, uncles. I got plenty of friends in Arlington, Virginia, and buried in other places all across the country, from shore to shore, from sea to shining sea. I've got friends, and I've got uh, uh, children and brothers and husbands and wives and sisters Who gave it all, man? They didn't give up, they gave it all. They didn't whine about how busy they are. They didn't whine about how complicated their lives are. They didn't whine about how they're so busy with so many other things, they just can't get to it. Well, let me tell you something. I do this show, I dedicate this show every week to all the war fighters, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine services standing on the line for us. By the way, hello to the United States Marines deployed from the Tidewater area of Virginia, and hello to the United States Army Rangers and Ranger Instructors listening to me today all over the world. Rangers, lead the way. Big hello and ooyah to the United States Navy SEALs listening around the world. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for serving. I'm telling you right now, while I'm at this microphone, I will not allow our country to forget about you.
I asked a question a few minutes ago, and the people that I just thanked for listening, because there's a bunch of military folks that listen, they are the blood and treasure. They, they have written a check up to and including their life for our liberty and freedom. They are the ones who are putting it all on the line for you and me. I'm blown away every week. I, get, I, get, I, I can't believe I get these emails. I get thousands of emails every week, averaging now between five and 10,000 every week. As you might guess, that's not the best way to get a hold of me. But every week I, I talk about the Gold Star families in your neighborhood. And, and every week I, I get emails and I can't believe it. I, people say, well, how do I find out? Find out. Do, what, do you want me to answer that for you? Should I come to your house and tie your Velcro shoes? Be self-motivated. Show positive intent. Show a liberty-minded intent. You see people with a, a star, a blue star, hanging in their window. In their vehicles. Those are people who have soldiers serving, combat soldiers surging, serving on your behalf. They're alive for now. But when you see a gold star, let me tell you what. That's a family member who has a child or a close relative who has lost. They're lost. They're gone. They're never coming home. They're never coming home except in a box provided to them by your tax dollars. And they're either going to be buried in Arlington, Virginia, or in a local cemetery of of their family's choosing that's it that's what we give them and we give them a flag big deal and you know what those people have to deal with every day the emptiness and the loss and you say oh my heart is breaking for what's going on for this country i i look on the facebook and the twitter and i and i get so upset and i i just you know i'm doing my part making my posts and doing my thing Can you imagine how my friends Debbie Lee, Mark Allen Lee, I'm looking down at his commemorative bench-made knife, custom-made, killed in action. First United States Navy SEAL killed in Iraq. I think about Debbie Lee, and I think about Karen and Billy Vaughn, Aaron Carson Vaughn, Special Operations Chief, killed in Extortion 17. I think about Charlie and Marianne. Charlie and Marianne Strange. Their son Michael, attached to DevGrew. One of the best cryptologists in history, killed in Extortion 17. And I have to wonder, what do they think when they look at these posts that people do? They talk about how they're fighting. They're in the fight. And yet, I see those people, those great Gold Star families and, and the volunteers. Uh, I mentioned those names. There's lots more that I know, but these are close friends of mine. And I support them. Look, if you're, if you're supporting another veterans charity, check it out. I'm going to have a guy on this show that's going to blow your freaking mind. He's going to freak you, freak y'all. 
His name is Drago. He's a famous United States Navy SEAL, and he deserves every bit of fame he gets, although he humbly carries it on his quite broad shoulders. Drago came from Poland legally. He became a citizen in the United States of America. And then you know what he did? 20-some years ago, he became a United States Navy SEAL. And he served all around the world, and he put his life on the line. And he missed his family. And he saw a lot of his brothers die. He's going to be on the show, and he's going to, he's going to tell you about some of the fake charities and some of, the, some of the people taking advantage of the Gold Star families, swindling them out of money, the little bit of money they have. That's a show you don't want to miss. I'm telling you, it's a show you don't want to miss. But these Gold Star families, listen, I give a shout-out every week to Charlie and Marianne and, and, uh, and, and to the Hill Groups, who I love, and Sean and Angie, who I dearly love, all of you who are so uh, aggressively giving of your time and your money, Debbie Lee and Karen and Billy, Vaughn. You've taken up the fight for our soldiers and families. You know why? Because our government doesn't do it. Our government doesn't do it. You know where it starts? I'll tell you where it starts. By the way, welcome to everybody in chat. Thank you for joining us. I love it. If you have questions or something and you're able, uh, you know, feel free to, for, to uh, type it in there, and I'll try to get a look at it and see what's what. But listen, you know where part of it happens, where part of this apathy happens? It happens because those on the left have taken over because we were sleeping at the wheel. I, I gave a speech in Florida uh, during my book tour. I wrote a book called Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. The book is either for you because you embrace excellence or it's about you because you have embraced and lived mediocrity. But let me tell you something. During this tour, I, I happened to have the privilege of being down in Florida. And I gave a speech and I said something along the lines of this. Ladies and gentlemen, these are barefoot in the snow days. And I detailed prior to that statement, George Washington kneeling beside his horse. You've all seen the portrait. Praying. His heart was broken because he saw soldiers walking in the snow with bare feet. And yet they still marched. They didn't have long to live. Barefoot in the snow days. Let me tell you something. Where that happens is we abdicate. We abdicate the power and the control. Power, listen, power doesn't originate from it, the government. Listen, the republic, the left, and the big government people, they want us to, they want us to believe that. They want us to believe that power comes from, comes from them, from the government. Our demise came when we believed power came or originated not from God, but from elected representatives. Let me tell you something. Power and governance, they're not the same. They're not the same. And we abdicated. We fell asleep at the switch. We fell asleep at the wheel. One of the places that they, the left has been extraordinarily successful is in schools, public schools, public education public universities. There are some young people listening to me today that I, I have a very close connection to 
dear to me that are in public universities. And because of our sleeping, falling asleep at the switch or asleep at the wheel, public universities have changed. And it started a long time ago, folks. It started a whole lot long time ago. And you know what? We have a tool to fight back. I say it every week. It's free, folks. You say, well, I don't have the money. You don't need money. They'll send it to you for free. AllianceDefendingFreedom.org backslash issues backslash public dash education backslash K dash through blah, 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 blah. It's on. Sean is awesome. S-E-A-N. He's awesome. He does our um, our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Go there. Click on like, will you please? It's easy. It doesn't hurt. Click on that. Go up there to the upper right. Click on sign up. It'll take you to the Blog Talk Radio show page. Click on that. We don't sell your information. I don't even have access to your information. Just helps us to know. You know, it just helps us helps us to get a feel. Are we being listened to? Is there anybody out there? Four hundred and some thousand of you listened last week. You say you say you don't know how it happened. You stand there. I'm telling you how. I'm telling you right now. This is this is in my book. It's available on Amazon and all kinds of other places. I think Sean even has a link to this Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, student rights handbook, and he, I think he has a link to the book and everything on there. I don't know how he does what he does. It's amazing. And he's an active-duty fireman, active-duty military fireman. So there's this resource. It's the student rights handbook. And let me tell you why we need the student rights handbook. We need it because the real problem in America isn't the presence of darkness. The real problem in America is the absence of light. Dave Benham said that. Let me say it again. The real problem in America isn't the presence of darkness. The real problem in America is the absence of light. We've been dark and we've allowed, we've, we've gone dark, we've, we've gone quiet. And the other kind of darkness that inhabits our world has said, hey, here's an opportunity. They're not looking. They're not paying attention. They're licking their wounds. So let's just get into the schools. Let's take over the roles in the schools. Let's get on the school board, because you know what? Nobody votes. Nobody votes. Nobody comes out for the votes, and then they complain about their taxes. Why are our school taxes so high? They're so high. I don't even know. That's crazy. Guess what? They publish it in the newspaper. Guess what? They send out emails. Guess what? You were asleep at the switch. You were busy. So you didn't go. You say, I don't have kids in school. You want your taxes to go up, too? You say, I'm retired. You want your taxes to go up, too? You can least afford it. You should be filling up the, the school board meetings. And let me tell you something. They try to have them secretly. They try to have them quietly. They do. That's what they're about, folks. That's what they do. It's what they do. You know. So they sneak in. Well, we believe, because we we are suckers on the right, conservatives, we're suckers, And, 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 and we think we can't do anything. We say we can't. Well, they tell us we can't real, wear religious clothing to school. They tell us we can't offer a prayer before the beginning of a sporting event. They tell us we can't advertise religious events at school. They say we can't pray at school. They say we can't pray at school graduation or hold a baccalaureate ceremony. They say we can't do that, so we can't do it, so we don't do it. None of that is true. You can absolutely do that. 
but we don't we don't fight. There's a lot of people out there that say, hey, you know what? If I only knew, I would get in it. I would get in it to win it, and I'd be in it to win it, and I'd be in it to win it, and I'd be in it to win it, and I'd stay in it to win it until I won. Until I won. Until I won or I died trying. Because that's what our founders did. And that's what those soldiers that are underneath those crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and all across this country, that's what they did. They wrote a check up to and including their life. Why? So you could, you could live free. We live in a republic. And, and when asked, one of our founders, when asked, what type of government have you given us? We've given you a republic if you can keep it. We have to be vigilant. We have to be diligent. We have to be forceful. We have to be bold. Folks, we have to have some freaking cojones up in here. You get a paper cut, you start crying. Oh, they were mean. They called me a racist. <laughs> Stop with all that whining about they called me a racist. Stop with all that whining about they called me a bigot. Enough already. Get in the fight. The fight is worth fighting. People gave their blood. All you got to do is get some thick skin. We just had a convention in Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia... The, the Center for Self-Governance had their first annual convention, and it was awesome. I was there. I'm not going to lie. It was awesome. It was impressive. Mark Kerr was on the show last week. Uh, Pam Leslie, Kurt Potter, Michelle Perkins. You guys are freaking heroes. Ain't no lie. And all of your volunteers and the people that that uh, just put it all on the line, they, they're they're in it to win it. Man, you guys did an awesome job. Those volunteers you have, amazing. As I sat in the, the, the just almost sacred Elizabeth Powell house, you go to Facebook, you can see some pictures I took. Amazing. You say you want to do something. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be bringing uh, them back to Delaware. We've had them here uh, two or three times. We're going to have them here again. We're going to do level one. It starts with level one. You say, can you give a day and 50 freaking dollars for Pete's sake? I will feed you. I will feed you. I'll find a way to bring food. I'll feed you. It doesn't matter to me, whatever it takes. But look, can you, it's a day, a day, eight hours. And let me tell you something, that eight hours will fly by one day. I don't care how old you are either. Are you willing? Are you willing? Because let me tell you something. Our founders, they said that we the people would keep our republic if we participated in our governance. And and self-governance requires education, participation, sacrifice, determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. You got to do something, but what is the something? This teaches you. Soon you're going to be hearing about another course. We're going to do level one and level two. I'm committed to this. I'm committed to this.
This is the secret sauce, folks. This is the secret sauce. One eight-hour day with like-minded individuals. You could do that. Meanwhile, Baltimore. Let's hear about what's going on in Baltimore. You ready? I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a really good news report on what's going on in Baltimore. You ready? Here you go. What happened to that hope and change to unite us one and all? Cause we are more divided now. Why Dr. King would be appalled if you don't agree with their policies or what they have to say? Well, nine times out of ten, my friend, the racist cards they'll play. Racist, racist, racist is the word. If you wanna hit the news, why you better stick that in your blurb? This song will get two million hits. It's sad, but it is true. Cause folks will watch it on YouTube and say it's racist through and through. That's what's going on in Baltimore, a bunch of racists. Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore, as they say. That's what they say. I'm not making fun of them. That's what they say. If you talk to somebody from Baltimore, they'll tell you they're from Baltimore. The great Mike Rowe, trying to get him on the show. Uh, Dirty jobs and somebody's got to do it. Great guy. Met the guy. Phenomenal. He's just a phenomenal dude. What you see, what you get. He's amazing. He's from Baltimore. Meanwhile, yet another liberal city with draconian restrictions on gun possession and gun legal gun carry for good people. People that are willing to submit to background checks and uh, training and, and all of that. Good people. They can't have guns. No. Can't have guns. Guns kill people. Now, you know what they are because of a, a ultra-liberal, ultra-left-wing government that doesn't know their butt from a hole in the ground? They're now hostages of these punk gangs and liberal tools of the Saul Alinsky acolytes. They find the temerity to call this all about race. This isn't about race. Look, that dude that died in police custody, let me just tell you something. What did he do before that? Oh, he shouldn't have been hurt over, like the fella in New York. He shouldn't have been hurt over cigarettes, lose cigarettes. That's wrong. You, you can't. You don't have a right to kill somebody over cigarettes. Let me tell you something. Guess what the guy didn't die of? He didn't die of choking. He died of a heart attack. You want to know why he died of a heart attack? Because he was like six foot eight and four hundred and some pounds, and he was breaking the law. And you know who called the police for like the fourth time that day? The shopkeepers who sell cigarettes. They're like the students out front selling in front of our store again. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't have a permit. He stole the cigarettes. And he's selling them. You see the film, 
and you, and everybody makes it about race. Meanwhile, the supervisor on scene was a black lady, a black police officer with 17 years experience. It's not about race. But you know what sells? Race. Race. Race sells. Race is the word. What happened to that hope and change to unite us one and all? Because we are more divided now Why Dr. King would be appalled. Yeah, he would be. You know why? Because a bunch of race baiters. Bunch of punk butt race baiters running around making money and taking over the country by yelling and calling people racist. So now in Baltimore, Baltimore, Freddie Gray, he was arrested for possessing a switchblade knife April 12th in Baltimore, according to his attorney. He died a week later in the hospital from a severe spinal cord injury he received when he was in police custody. But here's what's happening now. University of Maryland, Baltimore, closed its downtown campus at 2 p.m. Uh, after the police department's warning. This is, this is what the university posted. Due to reports from the Baltimore Police Department, BPD, concerning scheduled activities today beginning at 3 p.m., University of Maryland, Baltimore, will be closed today at 2 p.m. at the recommendation of the BPD. These activities may be potentially violent, and UMB could be in the path of any violence. The safety of our students and employees is of paramount importance. Please vacate the campus as soon as possible. Also, T. Rowe Price in Baltimore, you know, a vaunted investment firm, they're also closing early. They gave this statement to WNEW. We took this step out of an abundance of caution and to honor our commitment to the safety of our associates. Business continuity procedures have been implemented to ensure our operations continue uninterrupted. We expect that many of our associates will continue working remotely for the remainder of the day. We will continue to monitor the situation in consultation with local authorities. You know what this is all about? I'll tell you what it's about. You want to know? You ask? Here's what it's about. What happened to that hope and change to unite us one and all? Because we are more divided now, why Dr. King would be appalled. If you don't agree with their policies or what they have to say, well, nine times out of ten, my friend, the racist cards they'll play. And you want to know something when they play the racist cards? You want to know a little something? Would you like to know what the cost of it is? I'll tell you what the cost of it is. Seven officers who went to work today are now injured. They've got broken bones, and one officer is unresponsive. Freddie Gray gets locked up. He resists arrest. Resist. He resists arrest. He gets tangled. He gets tuned up. He already has a spinal injury, by the way. He had a spinal injury before he ever entered into contact with the with the police department. Now, look, I'm not going to make out like the Baltimore Police Department is the best police department in the country because they ain't, and they know it. He think it's somebody, but he ain't. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you something. They got their problems, but so does Baltimore. They got a racist mayor and a racist chief of police, and they're crooked. The leadership is crooked. But there's a lot of good officers there in Baltimore. And you know what? They're up against it. This is, this is what uh, 
CBS DC is reporting as of 345. At least one officer has been injured after a large group of demonstrators became violent. Now, by the way, up till now, I've got intel that tells me seven officers are injured now. They have broken bones, and one officer is unresponsive. Thank you very much to my intel. Y'all are awesome. I've got my tentacles, folks. Baltimore police sprayed mace at rioters, but say the group is continuing to throw bricks, rocks, and other items at officers. Here is a news flash. Let me let me just say this. I'm a, I'm a out myself. I'm a out myself right now. I'm a out myself. When I was a police officer, I got called into a city. There was a race riot going on. I didn't know it was a race riot. I just knew there was a, a large group of people, and the police were outnumbered and all that stuff. Well, I pull up in my cruiser. I was a police officer then. Pull up in my cruiser, and I go to my trunk, because back then we had to keep our shotguns in the trunk. And I get out my shotgun, and I, the, the, the sound that gets attention, no matter what language you speak, is racking around in a shotgun. And let me tell you something, folks, move. Now, I got in trouble for that. And I don't blame, I don't blame the, the supervisors, police supervisors. They say, well, what would you have done? Would you have shot? Would you have fired? Yeah. Somebody's on a police officer? You better believe it. Police officer goes down and the crowd starts advancing on him? You don't think I would pull that trigger? In a heartbeat, bruh. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And I'd sleep well that night. Second call defense is why I would. You'll hear more about that in a little bit. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I would have no problem. I don't care if they're white. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're purple. They're coming after cops. You know what? I ain't having it. If I'm wearing the blue, I ain't having it. I'll die protecting them. The dude in South Carolina that shot the other dude that's running away, you know what? I'm not defending that guy. Yeah, but people seem to say, they, they seem to have this notion. There's this crazy notion that somehow or another, somehow or another, if we defend law enforcement, Anytime, we defend them all the time. And not to, there's nobody that polices themselves more aggressively than, than the police. I'm, I'm, I, having been on there, have any of y'all been police officers? Hang on, let me see what this is about. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Hmm, doesn't want to give their name. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's never good. You know, if you don't want to give your name, newsflash. Can't help you. I'm going to ask your name and where you're calling from, those of you who are calling in right now. I got no problem. I got no problem calling out. People say, well, the thin blue line, they, they don't, you know, they, they protect their own. Here's a newsflash, uh, Skippy. Uh, nobody wants to, just like a soldier, doesn't want to serve in combat with somebody who is a bad cop. They don't want to serve with a bad soldier. They want to serve with a bad cop. They don't want to do it. I've seen it happen. We will handle it, bruh. The 
According to the department, they've received credible information that various gangs, including the Black Gorilla family, Bloods and Crips, have entered into a partnership. Now, here's the partnership they entered into. Baltimore police said earlier in the day they received a credible threat that numerous gangs have entered into a partnership to take out law enforcement officers. Here's the deal. This is the intel they're not telling you. You can take this to the bank. This is the intel they're not telling you. Because they can't tell you. But you know why? Because they'll get screamed at for being a racist. Who's that racist? From today until Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, their plan is to take out as many police officers as they possibly can. And if and when they are successful, their next plan is to take over the city. Government buildings, you name it. I'll tell you, you say they're angry. They're angry. They're angry. They're just mad. They're mad over uh, why in the world do they just beat on us? Why do they beat on us? I don't know why they beat on us like this, man. I wasn't doing nothing. I was just here. Minding my own business. I was singing gospel songs on the corner with my friends. Is what I was doing. I wasn't bothering nobody. And he just came in that white police officer, that racist white police officer, come along. And beat me. Let me tell you something. In my crash, you know, they, they looked at the Twitter. And my own son had to see this. Twitter feed of the of the uh, guy in the crash that almost killed me. Hit me head on, 92 miles per hour versus 51 miles per hour. Almost killed me. Killed killed his supposed friend. He tweeted out, we just got stopped by a racist white cop for DWB, driving while black. You want to know why he got stopped? What he got tickets for? For speeding and, and passing people on the shoulder and driving like an overall idiot. Just minutes later, at 109 miles per hour, when airborne, jumped the median, big, humongous concrete median, went 48 feet, landed, scrubbed down to 92 miles per hour, and hit me head on. Almost killed me and killed his friend. Racist white cop, right? For driving while black? No. I'll tell you who's the racist. I'll tell you what's going on. This is what's going on. What happened to to unite us one and all Cause we are more divided now Why Dr. King would be appalled If you don't agree with their policies Or what they have to say Well, nine times out of ten, my friend The racist cards they'll play That's my friend Kay Rivoli And uh, the Rivoli Review Let me try, let me check you again Let me see, you give me, tell me, tell me who you are Hey, thanks for Hi, calling. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, sorry. This is Andrew calling from Africa. I hope you can hear me okay. I can. Thank you for calling from Africa, Andrew. How can I help you? What's on your mind? Uh, oh, just a very interesting show, you know. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you're getting so many listeners' uh, feedback on Facebook. It's uh, interesting to hear how the um, blog talk radio and these different tools are actually reaching people. Um, yeah, on the race issue, I can totally agree with you that. Um, it is, it's like a, well, what many people in social um, sociology studies would call the Hegelian dialectic process. 
And that's just a fancy way of saying you, know, you create an issue. So in politics, they use this. They play one group off against the other. And, um, you know, it's very sad that most people, you know, don't start to put the education systems in place in their own communities, as opposed to just the school system, or whatever has been provided by the, by the powers that be. Don't put education processes into their own communities. Educate people about what's really going on, because education is the key to getting people out of poverty and to having abundance and not... Um, you know, having people fighting with each other over, well, they've got more than me over there on the other side of the river and we live on the other side of the tracks, etc. And, and And that's the problem. So many people get pushed onto one end of the spectrum or the other. You know why? Uh, hey, what's your first name? My what's your Andrew? first name? Andrew. Hey, Andrew, thank you for your call. I'm going to keep you on the line for a second. Um, you know why, though, Andrew? You know why they use uh, issues? They use issues. They use all these different things. They do it to divide us. Because issues divide us. You know, we're not mutually pledged. You know, in, in our Constitution and our founders, uh, they said you know, we need to be mutually pledged. We may disagree on this or that, but we need to be mutually pledged. But you know what? Folks in this country can get a free education. It's free. We will pick them up at their door in a school bus, and we will bring them there. But what education do they get? What is it we're educating them on? Exactly. That's exactly what I was just about to say. It's uh, what kind of education, because... It was, I think, a guy by the name of Dewey, and you can go and read John Taylor Gatto, The Underground, Underground History of American Education, and by extension, most of the world's westernized education, and see how they actually created that whole system in order to create obedient workers, as George exactly. Collins says. They're looking for obedient workers. And, and, and by extension, even worse, they're dumbing down the population using psychotropic drugs, etc. So it's a whole system. And, uh, and what I'm saying by education is forming community education centers where the community contributes. And then uh, even through the Internet and networks in your local community, getting people together to have meetings in smaller, relatively small groups so that everyone still knows each other to start teaching things like alternative history or what you might call hidden history. And, uh, for example, you use the example of the Constitution. Now, uh, in the Constitution itself, when it was originally created, I don't know if this was amended, but just as a great example of how even that was part of a big game that was going on at the time. I think it was black people were only, um, I think it was two-thirds human as a great example of how <laughs> some of these things are so skewed, you know. Um, and, and many of the lawmakers uh, throughout, um, coming, coming up to, like, to recent history, you know, still ruled and said, well, you know, um, uh, those guys don't have the rights that they're asking for because they're not classified as human. And it's just intense how you see that there's this constant battle over resources and uh, throughout history, even when you look at the uh, American War for Independence, I don't know how far you want to go into this, but um, the law books were rewritten and the tax codes were rewritten so that the Crown Corporation could get resources from the United States without them actually realizing that they're being uh, that they're still giving their wealth to, uh, yeah. to the Bank of England. Pickpocketed. We were, we were being pickpocketed. Andrew, we were being pickpocketed. Let me right. let me go back a second, though, and address, address one thing, and then I have to move on. But I, what I'd like you to do is email sure. me your information. I'd like to have you on the show. Uh, it's My email is very simple. It's it's very simple. S as in Sean, M as in Michael, Greener, smgreener at gmail.com. If you, if you email me your yeah, information you, there, I'm going to get in touch with you and have you back on the show. In the meantime, let me say this about the uh, – the two thirds, or, or you know, the the, the percentage of human. Um, there, David Barton uh, of Wall Builders Live does a great uh, analysis of that, and he explains that that's not that was not what we are taught that that was isn't what it was. What it was is is to avoid them being taken advantage of 
by the vote, uh, you know, they said, look, you know, you're not going to take advantage of a certain segment of the population by counting their vote one way or the other. We're going to give you a count of, of such and such. It's, it's a percentage. It's a fractional percentage. And so that's what they did. I could go into more of it, but I don't want my audience to fall asleep. Andrew, thank you so much for calling. It was great to have you. Obviously a highly intelligent man. And, and you know what? I'll have you on my guest as my guest sometime. What part of Africa are you in? Well, I'm in South Africa, you know, in the, one of the nicest cities in Africa, which is in Cape Town. Um, awesome. I mean, you know, there might be some nice cities in uh, in Egypt and that sort of thing, but it is pretty tough uh, if you're not living in a good city. I actually, you know, uh, I'd love to do a show about Africa because it's got so many I'd love resources to. and yet. Yeah, you want to talk so about to gun control? Life. Anyway, thanks. Gun control, and, and uh, I'd love to talk about gun control and the corruption of government and people. Uh, surrounding the government and how they've robbed South Africa and Africa in general of incredible resources. Andrew, thank you for your call. God bless you, brother. All right. All the best. Awesome. First call from Africa. That's what I'm talking about right there. Thank you, Andrew. Awesome to have you. So here's the thing. Let me let me just uh, – he had a lot of great information and a lot of truth there. Uh, and I definitely will have him on. I'm not kidding around. So here's the thing. What 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 happened originally? What was behind all this? Now, we know the Black Gorilla family, Bloods and Crips, they've entered into a partnership. They said, look, we're going to take out law enforcement. And they and I've checked. My intel is clear. It's, un, it's unwavering that between now, right now, and Sunday morning, their goal is to kill as many police officers as they possibly can. And you know what? They have the power to do it. Because, you know, they don't, they don't care what's behind in the background when they shoot somebody. That's why four-year-olds get killed all the time in these cities. That's why little ones get killed, innocent little ones. They get killed because you know what? When these gangbangers, they shoot each other, they don't care. They don't care. Oh, that's too bad. Little one got killed. So what? They don't care. They don't lose a minute of sleep over it. Now, here's the other thing. Their community doesn't root them out and kill them for killing one of their little innocents because they're afraid. Look, I respect people's fear. I really do. I really do. But you know what? You get the government and the environment and the neighborhood you deserve. If you're unwilling to have the cojones to stand up and say, no, 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 not here, not here, we ain't standing about that. Let me, let me just say something to you. This isn't about race. This is about one segment of society being mollycoddled by a racist criminal mayor, and an apologist, racist chief of police, kowtowing to the racist, race-peddling criminals and thugs and gangs who now seek to literally bond together and kill every single cop they can between now and early Sunday morning. Then they seek to take over the city. Look, if there's one thing I have, it's solid intel. And I'm telling you, I know this for a fact. Homeland Security is on site. They're in Baltimore. And this will not end well. But hey, you know, let's just talk about race baiters. Let's just talk about race baiters. Why not? It's a fun topic. I'm getting my my, uh, message thing here is blowing up. Great call and yay, Andrew. And... They're tired of the race baiters winning. 
But the race baiters aren't just in the little cities. They're at the highest points of our government. Look, it's a chilling commentary on the state of our country and our representatives that Loretta Loretta was confirmed as the next Attorney General of the United States of America. Barack's Attorney General. But you want to know what makes me really sick? Thank you to my chief researcher, super-duper researcher. This wouldn't have happened without the cooperation and the machinations of the following 10, and really it's 20 Republicans. I want to read their names and the states they represent because I believe they are the enemy of self-governance, and they need to be called out, and they need to be defined as the enemy of self-governance. And you know what else? They need to be recalled, and they need to be removed from office because they are the enemy. They need to be watched like hawks. What they encourage and want, especially as we approach 2016, should be assumed to be the opposite of what is best for the party and what is best for our future as United States citizens. You ready for the names? You want to talk about a roll call of shame. They ought to be ashamed. Some of these, I'm going to be honest, I'm not at all surprised. They're punks. They're punks. Some of them I am a little bit surprised. There's two different groups here. This is 20. I said 10, but it's really 20. There's there's 10 that voted to confirm. And there's, uh, by the way, welcome Kay Rivoli. Go to their website, Kay Rivley and the Rivley Review. You put that in, and you will see some some crazy awesome stuff that they do. Awesome. You'll love it. In addition to phenomenally creative and excellent musicians, they are patriots. I'm telling you, patriots. So voted to confirm. This is a roll call of shame, you know. Uh, listen, if you're in any of these states, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, Mississippi, Maine, Arizona, South Carolina, Utah, and Kentucky. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? These people ought to be shamed by the constituents of their states and all across this country. Because what they did was they established themselves as the enemy of self-governance. Kelly Ayotte, New Hampshire. New on the scene. I'm sure collapsed under pressure. Ron Johnson, Wisconsin. Every now and then he'll come up with some some intelligent, genius thing, and then he'll go back and come out with the stupidest thing. This is one of the stupidest things. Mark Kirk, Illinois. One minute he's smart, next minute he's an idiot. Here's one for you. Going to shock you, folks. Rob Portman once taught... Uh, once talked about as a potential presidential candidate, Rob Portman, not, not. How about Thad Cochran of Mississippi? Thad Cochran, Mississippi. Mississippi, folks. Here's one you're not going to be surprised. Hey, Susan Collins of Maine. Susan Collins of Maine. Here's one I'm very disappointed in. His name fits what he did. Jeff Flake, Arizona. 
You just don't know what that guy believes. Based on his votes, you, you couldn't figure it out. One minute you think, man, this guy ought to be president. Next minute you think this guy ought to sweep the halls. With a broom. The next one, hey, this is no surprise. This guy talks out of one side of his mouth and and uh, and the other his butt. I mean, if you put a microphone to his rear end, you would get more out of that than you would ever get. I'm telling you, the guy is just an idiot. He's an idiot. Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. I, the guy makes me sick, people. Sick. I have no patience at all for Lindsey Graham. And folks in South Carolina, I know you can do better. I know you can do better. You know, Lindsey Graham has become a very rich man off the backs of the people of South Carolina and the United States of America. He's the enemy. He's the enemy of self-governance, and he needs to be called out and needs to be recalled. Watch him. Apply massive pressure to him. Find out. Look, I know. Let me tell you something. They're going to be on the show, uh, the Shays, Tom Shay and his wife. Uh, they're going to be on my show. Uh, Tom Shay wrote a book called Unbreakable. Phenomenal. United States Navy SEAL, Silver Star winner. Going to be on this show. I can't wait. Can't wait for you to hear from these great patriots. And I happen to know she she is part of a uh, uh, a uh, Keep the Republic group, Greenville, South Carolina. Bunch of great volunteers, citizen patriots. Get with them. Take the classes and join them and bring Lindsey Graham down. Because you know what? It's not about the issues. It's not about the issues. It's about self-governance. And there's either an obstacle or a pillar. And he's an obstacle. Lindsey Graham. He's got to go. Got to go. Orrin Hatch, Utah. Folks. The people of Utah, Utah is one of the most beautiful states. I still remember the first time I ever saw Utah. I was like, oh, my lands. Utah, Idaho, and Montana. And really, to some to some degree, really, Colorado. I, I'm looking at these states going, wow. Why would anybody leave here? This, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Why would anybody leave? This place is gorgeous. Breathtaking. Why would anybody leave? And yet, you have a a guy by the name of Orrin Hatch, air quotes, representing you. He's misrepresenting you. Remember, these, these ten... Nine so far, they're the ones that voted to confirm Loretta Lynch. They voted to confirm. This last one, not going to surprise you. Not going to surprise you at all. Mitch McConnell. I call him the turtle from Kentucky. Great state of Kentucky. Talk about another beautiful state. Kentucky. Kentucky. There's a guy we cannot, we absolutely cannot 
We cannot. We can't allow this guy to have any power. We can't. I'm serious, folks. We can't. We got to strip this guy of his power. We got to strip it all away. We got to take it away. And we got to make sure he never holds any position in government ever again. You say that sounds extremist. You sound like an extremist. Really? Wait till I tell you what this woman did and why it's so egregious, criminal, really, that she was ever. Voted in, But let's go to the ones who voted in favor of ending debate, routine parliamentary. This is a deception. You know, when, when they vote, uh, voted in favor of ending the debate, this is, this is a, a, a trick. This is a trick. But these are Republicans. Everyone that I read before, Republican. Well, let me tell you something. The problem, the problem is not R or D, Republican or Democrat. That's not the problem. That is not the problem. The problem is who they are at their core. Are they a, are they a pillar of self-governance or are they, a, are they an obstacle? John Thune, South Dakota. John Thune was one of the two sponsors of uh, the Thune-Vitter Act, which would make uh, this, this failed to pass by two votes. Two votes. The Thune-Vitter Act, this was several years ago, would have done away with all this ridiculousness about concealed carry and being able to carry a gun legally according to the Second Amendment of the United States of America. My son Doyle gave me a plaque, which I'm looking to the right. The Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The Thune-Vitter Act would have made it such that all of the – if you had a permit in one state, it covered you in the entire United States. It reinvigorated the Second Amendment of the United States of America. Thune Vitter. John Thune, South Dakota. He wimped out and he voted in favor of ending the debate. Mike Round, South Dakota. Voted in favor of ending the debate. It's a routine parliamentary deception. John Cornyn of Texas. Voted in favor of ending the debate. Routine, parliamentary. Because you can't say he voted no. You can't say he voted yes. He just voted in favor of ending the debate. I want to be a uniter. I don't want to be a divider. You want to talk about a hardcore uh, uh, establishment Republican. The problem is not R.D., folks. It's where are they at their core. Bob Corker, Tennessee, very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. It's tragic, quite frankly. Bob Corker has a good mind. I know that he does. But he failed. His constituents in Tennessee, and he failed the United States of America. The next one, you're not going to be surprised, Lamar Alexander. You kidding me? Snake. Snake, also from Tennessee. Pat Roberts, Kansas. Come on. No surprise there. Richard Burr, North Carolina. Let me tell you something. Here was the goal. Liberals said, you know a state we really want to take over? We want to take over North Carolina. You know how they do it? They not only fill up the Democrat Party, they fill up the Republican Party. They go there, and they get entrenched, and then they work their way through. Enemies from within the wire. Tom Tillis, North Carolina. 
no surprise. Shelly Moore Capito, West Virginia. West Virginia, I'll tell you, it's it's sad. I, I'm I'm sad for you. What a great state West Virginia is. Great state. Absolutely tragic. Shelley Moore Capito voted in favor of ending the debate. Corey Gardner, Colorado. Not a surprise. Now, I want you to I want you to take I want you to take some of your uh I want you to take some of your initiative that you're gaining within you. And I want you to do a web search and search a list of the senators that are defending our liberty. 80% voted appropriately. Let me tell you some of the ones that did. Ted Cruz, Mr. Sessions, Mike Lee. Ted Cruz, you know what? Let me tell you something. People call him a grandstander. You know when you have to stand up by yourself? Sometimes you are called a grandstander. But let me tell you something about Ted Cruz. He doesn't mind if he has to stand up by himself. He doesn't mind. He just he, he says this is right. I believe it. The Constitution says this. And he stands up no matter what. He's not there to make friends. He's there to win back the republic. He's a keeper of the republic. So is Mike Lee. Just as much as we need to root out our government of these frauds, and I mean root them out, relieve them of their duties and their government paycheck, we also need to stand behind those that voted appropriately. Cruz, Sessions, and Lee. We're working on getting, my buddy uh, is working on getting uh, Ted Cruz on the show. We're we're whole we're we're we got our fingers crossed. Loretta Lynch. You say I don't know who she is. You know, president's allowed to nominate whoever he wants. The Congress isn't supposed to block. I mean, that's winners. They make the rules. They hire the people. Appointments that are subject to confirmation. Don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. We're not supposed to, our representatives are not supposed to just roll over and say, hey, you know what, um, you know, I don't like her, but you know I don't want to be an obstructionist. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go ahead and invite, I'm just going to vote yes, and I, I, I'm not a racist. No, I'm not. Don't even call me that name. I'm scared to death of that. Causes me to vomit a little bit in my mouth if you say that to me. I'm that hurts my feelings. Loretta Lynch. She refused to answer questions regarding prosecutor, prosecutorial discretion and limits. She refused to answer questions on Obama's invasion of privacy, GPSs on personal cars, and drones to kill U.S. citizens, among other things. She refused. She refused to answer questions, ladies and gentlemen. She refused. How do you refuse when you're asked questions by Congress? 
uh, you, you, you're going through Senate confirmation hearings. How do you refuse? How is refusal acceptable? How do you, as citizens of this United States of America, how do you stand for that? Refusal was perfectly okay for the top 10 Republicans at the top of that list I read. The 10 to 20 Republicans, they're the enemies, folks. They're worse than Democrats. Because we entrusted them. We have entrusted them to safeguard our liberty. And what did they do? They crapped all over it. Let me take a break. I'll be back in just a few minutes. I'll be back. Hang on there. We're going to blow the lid off of this. Hang on. Tell your friends. During the break, tell your friends. Listen to this. The number you need to remember is 20630 from this break. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. So you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be to second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20 630. That's a Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you know, sign up by the means of 
putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show, but there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Welcome back. Okay, so Loretta Lynch refused to answer questions uh, on, on several things. Let me ask you a question. I just let's be fair here. Let's be fair. We're we're being fair. We're we are being real. I promised you I'd be real. You promise. How many raise of hands out there? If you're driving and you have one arm, don't raise your hand. Just saying. Uh, but outside of that, uh, you know, and I do have a listener that actually has one arm. He's a he's a uh, injured veteran, a combat veteran, and uh, I won't say I can't say. I just realized I can't say on the air what he says to me about how he's going to beat me down. Uh, but don't you raise your arm, Rick. Don't raise your arm because then you're driving with your knees and you know how that scares me. Anyway, uh, although he can drive better with his knees than I can with my arm. So that's, let's be fair, both arms even. Uh, let me, let me, let, I'm just going to ask, any, raise your hands. How many people out there have ever been a boss, a manager, a hiring manager? Okay, fairly big group. How about how about how many of you have ever applied for a job? Wow, lot bigger. Lot bigger. That's a huge group. Huge group. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. You good folks? Did you ever get to refuse to answer a question during a job interview? Ever? Did you ever get to refuse to answer questions during a job interview? Ever, ever, ever. I have a great friend. Her name is Teresa Monroe Hamilton. And uh, she is... Kiwiki, uh, Trevor Loudon. She works with Trevor Loudon. She's a brilliant, brilliant lady. She wrote this article. I refuse, Loretta, I refuse to answer Lynch, confirmed as Attorney General after Republican betrayal, April 25th, 608. It was posted at 608. The Republican Party is becoming more and more detached from their conservative base. They seem to vote against anything that conservatives want, and they do all they can to enable our Marxist president, as Andrew McCarthy puts it, voting to confirm an attorney general who won't uphold the Constitution is not a way to inspire confidence among conservatives. Last Thursday, Karl Rove couldn't wait to announce that the dysfunctional Congress finally appears to be working again as the founders intended. Really? Because this isn't the way I perceive the founders having intended it at all. They would have impeached and removed a sitting president who acted like a monarch. 
then to validate Rove's proclamation, the GOP-controlled Senate confirmed as Attorney General Lynch, who blatantly supports the systematic non-enforcement of federal law. Ms. Lynch also supports President Obama's boldly constitutional, unconstitutional usurpations of legislative authority, including Congress's power to set the terms of lawful presence by aliens in our country. Ted Cruz slammed the Republican majority in the Senate for allowing the Lynch nomination. On the Senate floor a few moments ago, this is, this is back uh, on the 25th. On the Senate floor a few moments ago, Ted Cruz slammed the new Senate Republican majority for refusing to block Loretta Lynch's nomination to Attorney General. He said that the Republican majority could continue to block the nomination if they wanted to, and it's something he's urged them to do because of her admission, admissions to run the DOJ in a lawless faction, fashion just like Eric Holder. He pointed out that more than a few voters are asking, what is the difference between a Republican and a Democratic Senate majority when someone promising the exact same lawlessness as Holder will be allowed to get confirmed. He says that something each Republican will have to explain to their constituents. Let me let me differ with him here. Let me let me differ with him. I agree with him, but you know what? He's not they're not going to have to explain it to their constituents. You know why? Because their constituents aren't going to ask. They aren't going to call their offices. They aren't going to go into their offices. They aren't going to send letters. They aren't going to do tweets. They aren't going to do Facebook posts. They aren't going to, aren't going to, aren't going to, aren't going to. They aren't going to do it because they're disconnected. They are not keepers of the republic. He also adds that not a single Republican can vote for such a nomination and be consistent with their oath of office to support and defend the Constitution. Unfortunately, however, Loretta Lynch was just confirmed. This is my friend, Teresa Monroe Hamilton. Amazing thinker. Smart, smart lady. Here's a small sampling of Loretta Lynch's answers at her confirmation hearing. Question. Will you defend Obama's illegal executive amnesty? Here's the answer. Lynch thinks that the administration's contrived legal justification is reasonable. She sees nothing wrong with the president's decision to unilaterally grant lawful status and work authorizations that are explicitly barred by federal law to nearly 5 million people who are here illegally on the immigration issue. Obviously, we – and look, let me tell you something, folks. Let me Let me cut you in on a – I'm going to cut you on on some knowledge, some wisdom, some ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just popped into my head. A lot of you are old enough. Uh, to. <laughs> I don't even know what that was a commercial for. But ancient Chinese secret. There was a commercial used to be on TV. So like, how'd you do that? Oh, I used the ancient Chinese secret. When, in fact, it was some super quick sneaky Pete sort of way of doing whatever it was they did. Maybe some of our listeners can message me and tell me tell me what that was. But you would never be able to say that now, right? Ancient Chinese secret. Never. Racism. Woo! But on the immigration issue, obviously, we, we become the minority a lot sooner than four election cycles. And do, look, this is, this is why, folks. This is the secret. So I'm telling you what the, what the deal is, what's behind this. We become the minority much sooner than the four election cycles due to the illegal voters 
we're bringing in. But in four cycles, we have a generation brought up as the majority. That's 15 years. Incrementalism and big-picture commitment to their goals. They've, they've been disciplined, folks. While we've been whining about voting for the lesser of two evils, we've abdicated this fight. Let me, let me say this. This, this is, I don't even have this in my show notes, but I've got to say it because I'm about to lose my mind. If I hear one more person, by the way, this is, I don't know what this means, and I think this is kind of early for a, for a hummingbird, but literally a hummingbird. I have a window in my studio. A hummingbird just came up and stared at me for I don't know how long and then just sort of flitted about and then buzzed back and then came back, took another look, and then he's off doing his thing. Cool. I just think that's cool. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, look, let's be real here. I'm going to be real. This is real. And I might lose 100,000 listeners on this. But I can't listen to another person tell me. I I can't do it. Tell me. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils no more. I'm not doing it. I'm tired of it, you know. I just said, look, folks, I just said there's no difference between the R's and the D's. It's not about them. It's not about the issues. It's about a pathway to self-governance. It's about exercising our own civic authority. It's about keeping the republic. It's about remembering where our power originates and the fact that we've given over control to R's and D's who don't care a whit about you. They just care about power. But this lesser of two evil business, folks, I can't take it. Straight up, I can't take it. I will, I'll, my head will explode. And I have a big head. And that explodes, it's going to be messy. This lesser of two evils business, folks, we can't have it. We cannot have it. We can't. You say it's time in this country for a third party. I agree. But here's what the third parties need to do. You need to jump onto the R or whatever, you know, mainline party, and you need to change that party. Because let me tell you something, folks. If we do what we did last time, the millions and millions and millions, Christians, I'm mad at you. I am straight up mad at you because you know what? You said I'm staying at home. I'm not voting. I'm not doing it. I'm just, you know what? My vote doesn't mean anything. I'm so mad. I'm just so mad I'm not doing it. So I'm staying at home, and I'm baking cookies. By goodness, I hate to say swear words, but but I'm mad. I'm not going to the polls. And you didn't go and vote. And you third-party people, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to vote for them. I gotta, it's got to happen at some point. You know what? It's not now. You folks that believe that your, your right, your power that comes from God, your, your, what, you, what you have the ability to do as a citizen, if you think that's only exercised on average you know, uh, every 735 days, come on. Come on. You got to get plugged in. You can't you can't get engaged in government every 700 and some days on election day. So don't tell me 
that your deal is, hey, look, you know, I voted and it didn't make a difference. Well, guess what? There are all those other days, 734 days, that you could vote with your action. Power is located in you, the people, and it originates with God. Government only gets their power from our consent. But we distribute it. We distribute it right out to... Listen, when you only exercise your power every 735 days, you are abdicating to it, the government. All the other days, you're giving them the other days. We have to enforce our power, our control, our influence, 735 days every other day. You can't do it, folks. You can't do it. You say, oh, yes, I can. You watch me. Then you're going to be responsible because the republic will be lost. Let me, let me say this, and I'll go backwards a little bit. It's a Democratic blogger. It's regarding Hillary Clinton. You might think it's not related, but it is. My views on these questions survived the first round of Clinton Foundation scandals in the State Department email affair, and they will probably survive all the newer Foundation revelations contained in the Peter Schweitzer looming book and my colleague's amplification thereof. Unlike lesser mortals, sorry, Chris Christie, and the, the Clinton brand is built to withstand a nearly endless string of appearance of impropriety scandals, and it will take something more than this to put Hillary's political viability in real danger. The team is being assembled. Look, Democrats accept that their politicians, their representatives, they accept they're going to have scandals. You know what they admire? You know what they admire? They admire the ability to manipulate and manage these scandals to their benefit. The Clintons, especially Hillary, have proven to be made of rubber, you know, as in a I am rubber, you are glue. What bounces off of me sticks to you. Look, Democrats are committed to maintaining a coalition of the ascendant. The ascendants are young people, minorities, single women. They break it all down into individual things. Here's what happens. They break it down for us. And you know what we do? We say they're all separate. We say we're not part of them. Because we believe the crap they sling. They talk about, well, you know, the Republican Party isn't for black people. They just want to put you back in chains. That's a lie. But we, we shrink away because we're afraid of being called racist, so we don't stand up for the truth. Maintaining the voters put together by Obama in 2008 and again in 2012, what they don't know is whether it's indicative of a permanent shift or specific to the first black American president. There's a chart I'm going to talk about. I don't even know if I'm going to get time to get to it. Between, it talks about between 2008 and 2012, the Obama, the coalition of Obamaites was reduced. Some of that is normal just because, hey, you know what? It's normal. That's just how it is. But here's the thing. You know, we get all spun out on the Republican side, the conservative side. We get all spun out over issues, right? 
the issues, the only purpose of issues is to divide us. Let me tell you something. And my good friend Mark Herr and Michelle Perkins and Kurt Potter and, and uh, Pam Leslie and, and all of the great people over at Center for Self-Governance, one thing they'll tell you over and over and over. Listen, it's not about the issues. It is not about the issues. It's about saving and keeping the republic. And, you know, they love it when we get into a bunch of issues talking. They love it when they suck us in, the left. Because when they talk issues to us, we divide. We divide. The left doesn't get hung up on one issue. They understand power. This Loretta Lynch, look, you know, how much do you know about her background? What is this woman about? Here's the funny thing, you know, uh, I don't get uh, spun out over the whole gay or straight thing. I, you know, I just don't think about it very much other than how it impacts governance. Um, you know, I'll just I'll just tell you straight up, <laughs> pardon the pun, I, I just don't. I don't get spun out over that issue. For me, there's bigger fish to fry. Until it in, impacts the bigger fish to fry, then I got other stuff I'm doing. Those that want to fight that and, and that's a big deal to them, it's good good on you. I'll help you where I can. But let me say this. There was a time where we couldn't ask, are you gay or are you straight? Are you heterosexual or are you homosexual? We couldn't ask that. You know what? They've given us permission to ask that. You know why they did? Because they make a sexual orientation about it's everything. It's everything. Look, if you believe that gay or straight has anything whatsoever to do, your your sexual orientation and equality, you know, the equal sign, the little yellow equal sign on the blue background. It, it, it has nothing to do with equality. They're not interested in equality. I, I won't speak for all of them. I know several uh, homosexuals who, and I've known them for many, many years, they don't, look, just leave me alone. Let me be. They don't run around and go, hey, by the way, I'm gay. I have sex with the same sex as I do. But by and large, a very small minority wields a tremendous influence and power. Why? Because we gave it to them. We gave it to them. We said, here, we're not using it. Why not? You just go ahead and use it. Good luck. So now that they've made it so much, you know, uh, Michael Sam, you know, he was a football player. and He wasn't that great of a football player. His coaches in college say, look, you know, he wasn't that good. Didn't have anything to do with him being gay. He just wasn't that good. No offense to him, but he wasn't that good. He was undersized, and yet he was too small. He was undersized, and yet he was too slow. They say he just couldn't pick up the uh, the advanced schemes. Just couldn't do it. So he got cut, but he's a hero. The president called him. He said, you know what? Tell you what, America, I'm gay. And then cameras, the ESPN cameras and all the other cameras when he got drafted. They're there. And what's he do? He kisses his boyfriend. Big old mouth kiss. Right. I don't I don't much want to see a man and a woman kissing like that. And and tell you the truth, I don't want to see two dudes kissing like that. But what they do, they, hey, here you go, hit in your face. So when they say, look, this is my sexual orientation. I'm gay. When they say that, newsflash. By the way, Teresa Monroe Hamilton's article, my dear friend, noisyroom.net. That's her website. Amazing. Trevor Loudon, amazing. 
Trevor, the genius baker, I call him. But since they make it such a big issue, you know what? That gives you permission to ask a question, although I don't know that she would answer. But do we know if she's gay or straight? Here's the thing. Uh, uh, Sotomayor and Elena Kagan, they were asked during their Senate confirmation, where do you stand on the Second Amendment? And they lied. They lied under oath. Why haven't we impeached them? Well, they're the Supreme Court. We can't. They're appointed forever. It's a lifetime appointment. No. You can impeach them. They've been impeached many times. History shows us. It's documented. It's proven. The founders would have been shooting by now. I'm not advocating that, but I'm telling you right now. The founders would have been up in somebody's face right now. You better tell us the truth or you're out of here. They considered it treasonous to lie. And yet we just, I misspoke. That's what it is now. I misspoke. Is she gay? Is Loretta Lynch, is she gay? Is she straight? Is she divorced? Does she have children? Is she a person of faith? Where'd she do her law school? What'd she do after law school? What kind of jobs has she had? What has she done? What's she written? I want to read what she wrote. Why not ask? The left incrementalism and and big picture commitment to their goals, not getting hung up on the individual little fights, the left has been disciplined, and we've been whining about voting for the lesser two evils, folks. I'm telling you, I spent a lot of time talking about, don't, don't come at me with that. Change the party from within. Get in and do what they did. Do what Saul Alinsky advocated doing. Get in and change the party. Have some cojones. Get the bad guys out. Root them out and get them out. Here's a list for you. Kelly Ayotte, Ron Johnson, Mark Kirk, Rob Portman, Tad Cochran. uh, Thad Cochran, he pronounces it Thad. uh, Susan Collins, Jeff Flake, Lindsey Graham, Orrin Hatch, Mitch McConnell, John Thune, Mike Rounds, John Cornyn. Bob Corker, Lamar Alexander, Pat Roberts, Richard Burr, Tom Tillis, Shelley Moore, Capito, Corey Gardner. Start with them. Start with them. Here's another question that Loretta was asked. Who has more right to a job in this country, a lawful immigrant who is here as a citizen or a person who has entered the country unlawfully? Lynch believes that the right and the obligation to work is one that is shared by everyone in this country, regardless of how they came here. And certainly, if someone is here, regardless of status, she would prefer that they would be participating in the workplace than not participating in the workplace. That, my friends, is a non-answer. All right, here we go. Let me say, if you're sitting there and you're driving your car, please don't crash into a wall or another car, but that ought to made you apoplectic. You ought to be apoplectic right now. Who has more who has more of a right to a job in this country? Someone who is a lawful immigrant who's here as a citizen, who has done what they are supposed to do, or a person who is an illegal alien. We used to call that what it is. Now we say undocumented. Guest worker. Shut up with all that. They're an illegal alien. They're an interloper. They broke in. They violated our sovereignty of our nation. They violated our laws. Kick them out. Out, But there's 15 million of them. I don't care. Get a bus. Somehow or another, we got all those voters for Obama bust in. We can bust these people out. Concerning the limits of prosecutorial 
discretion. The dubious theory that President Obama has put forward to justify his illegal amnesty. Where do you stand? This is the question. We have someone in chat asking the question, can illegal aliens start a business in America? Absolutely, they can. In fact, they get money to help them. You know where the money comes from? You and me. Other immigrants who came legally. My friend Drago, who came from Poland legally, became a United States Navy SEAL. They take money from him. They take money from you. They take money from me. You know what? I'm sick of it. Concerning the limits of prosecutorial that's a fun word to say, prosecutorial discretion. The dubious theory that President Obama has put forward to justify his illegal executive amnesty, where do you stand? Lynch would give no limits to that theory. She would give no limits. She says there's no limit. In other words, what this means, folks, is the President of the United States should be allowed to what whatever law is on the books. As this President has done, you know what? We're not going to enforce that law. Wait a second. It's federal law. It was voted in. It was debated. It went through all the different processes of government. It was, it was, it's law. What do you, what do you mean? Mr. was supposedly a constitutional attorney, although he wasn't. Supposedly a constitutional professor, although he wasn't. She said she'd give no limit to that. So what if you're being abused? What if you're being uh what if there's a law that says, "Hey, people can't break into your house, to your business. You can't break in." You're not allowed. You can't break in. It's it's you're not allowed to do it. You know what? We're not going to we're not going to enforce that anymore. Hey, how about a law that says you can't discriminate? You know what? We're not going to do that. We're not going to enforce that law anymore. Man, you're right. Somebody in uh, one of our great uh, people in the uh, in the chat room has said um, vetting is a thing of the past. That's for sure. And with open borders, can we still call ourselves Americans with all the illegals pouring into America? You know who knows? Listen, I ha- let me say I I live on a golf course. No, I'm not rich. I live in a two bedroom tiny house. But I live in a golf course where a lot of people, they spend a lot of money coming here to golf. And you know what? There's a lot of people of Hispanic descent. I don't yeah, I can't call them Mexicans. I don't know if they're from Mexico or wherever, you know, I don't know. I can't make that assumption, but I know that they're here and the ones that I know that do work at my house. They're legal. They're allowed to be legal. You know what? They're proud to be here. They obey the laws. But let's flip it, and let's say that, that uh, the pre- there's a law that says you can't discriminate against people because of their skin color. White people can't discriminate against blacks, browns. Browns and blacks can't discriminate against white people. And then all of a sudden the president says, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not enforcing that law. I'm instructing the federal agencies to no longer enforce that law. Not, not going to happen. It can go both ways, folks. You want that? Can a sub here's a question. Can a subsequent president use prosecutorial discretion to order the Treasury Secretary to not enforce the tax laws and collect no more income taxes in excess of twenty five percent? In other words, the tax laws are what they are. 
can the president say, nope, no more. You, no, you're not collecting taxes over this amount. She refused to answer. I'll ask you again. I asked you earlier in the show how many are uh, bosses, how many are, are hiring managers. I saw a lot of hands. Would you ever allow an applicant to a job that you were hiring for, interviewing for? Would you allow them to say, no, I'm not going to answer that? I'm just not going to answer that. Those who have applied for jobs, you know, do you, can, you, can you actually answer that way? Oh, I'm not going to answer. Would you expect them to, to hire you? Here's a question. She was asked, can a subsequent president use prosecutorial discretion to exempt the state of Texas, all 27 million people from every single federal labor and environmental law? Could a president say, you know what? I'm exempting everyone from every federal labor and, labor and environment. I, you're all exempt, Texas, everyone. Everyone. She refused to answer. She was asked, do you agree with the Holder Justice Department that the government should could place a GPS sensor on the car of every single American without probable cause? Because that's what Holder, that's what Eric Holder, Barack's first attorney general, said. Eric Holder said, government can absolutely place a GPS sensor on the car of every single American Without probable cause. Absolutely. She refused to answer. One of the commenters in uh, the first part of the show, we talked a lot about Baltimore. And you might have missed that, uh, about the, the mayor told people in a telecast, hey, look, we need to move out of these rioters' way because they need to do, do this. They need to destroy the community and target to kill cops. They need to get this out of their system, so we need to get out of their way. We talked about that. By the way, did you guys know that you can uh, you can actually listen? If you missed any part of this show or you thought any part of this show would be relevant to any of your friends, they can listen for free. It's free of charge. Literally within a minute after the show finishes, the MP3 is ready to go. I believe the mayor should be removed from office. I believe the chief of police should be removed from office. But you know, Eric Holder... Uh, uh, felt that the government, the government, it, could place a GPS sensor on the car of every single American without any probable cause. She refused to answer. She was asked afterwards, do you agree with the Holder Justice Department that the First Amendment gives no religious liberty protection whatsoever to a church's or a synagogue's choice of their own pastor or rabbi? She refused to answer. Folks, do you know what the Attorney General does? the top law enforcement officer in the country, and they represent every single American. They vow to enforce the Constitution first and all the laws. And she refused to answer. Here was the question again. 
Christians, are you listening? Jews, are you listening? Christians and Jews, are you listening? If you miss if you missed everything else, I want you to hear this. The question Loretta Lynch was asked is do you agree with the Holder Justice Department that the First Amendment gives no religious liberty protection whatsoever? Let me stop there. Do you agree with the Holder Justice Department that the First Amendment gives no religious liberty protection whatsoever to a church's or synagogue's choice of their own pastor or rabbi? Let me say this to you. Do you understand that that question says two things? Number one, it says that Eric Holder believes in his department, they believe that the First Amendment gives no religious liberty protection. None whatsoever. That's what they believe, folks. Top law enforcement officer of the land. Why wasn't he impeached? Why wasn't the president impeached? When a question like that can be answered, there can be asked, there's no answer other than, I do not agree. I do not agree. I do not agree. Four words. She refused to answer. Loretta Lynch, your new attorney general. Barack's attorney general. She refused to answer. Sounds a lot like her boss. Her boss, hundreds of times, voted present as a legislator. Hundreds of times voted present. Didn't say yes or no. Didn't say yay or nay. Just voted present. Another question she was given. We have 10 minutes left. Hang in there. Do you believe the federal government can employ a drone to kill a United States citizen on American soil if that citizen does not pose an imminent threat? Let me ask you how you would answer. How would you answer? In your own mind right now, how would you answer? Look, if if you're asked that and you're expected to give an answer, I'm not going to answer for you. My answer is no. My answer, my personal answer is no. Let's make sure we understand the question. Do you believe that federal government, it, can employ a drone, a drone to kill a United States citizen on American soil if that citizen does not pose an imminent threat. Let me tell you who that is. That's me. I don't pose an imminent threat to America. I love America. I love America. And I'm going to tell you something. My heart is breaking. It's it's breaking. It absolutely is breaking. The government, question is, can the government put a drone up over this second T here and deploy a missile and kill me, even though I don't, I don't pose any sort of threat? 
One word answer, two letters. No. The answer is no. If you're asking you and me, we're United States citizens, our answer is no. No, you can't. That's an easy, easy Easy answer. But not for her. Not for Loretta Lynch. Not for the top law enforcement officer in America because she refused to answer. She refused to answer, folks. She she refused to answer a simple question. Do you believe the federal government can employ a drone to kill a United States citizen on American soil if that citizen does not pose an imminent threat? Let me let me say this to you. Drones, and I'm, this is a very controversial position, and I know a lot of people differ on this. But listen, if there's, if there's an Oklahoma City, and they know for a fact that there's a truck hurtling toward uh, you know, a federal building or a, or a daycare center or a school or an apartment building or an anywhere building, and they know it's full of explosives, just like we should have done with ISIS when, when there was 10,000 of them on the road in Iraq. We should have had those A-10s they don't, that Obama thinks are worth nothing, that all the Air Force loves that was such an amazing tool in the Iraq and Afghanistan war. We should have had those A-10s make two or three strafing runs and kill every single one. ISIS what? Those smudges on the, uh, on the sand, those red puddles on the sand in Iraq? Yeah, them. Oh, they're not a problem anymore because they go home. I have no problem at all doing that, using a drone. A drone is simply a tool. My good friend, um, if you search The Ninja Pastor on YouTube, you'll find a video my good friend did of me. He's one of the best videographers and, and, uh, and photographers in the country. He uses drones when he does weddings and events. It's amazing how he uses them. It's, it's unreal. High-definition cameras. His name is Christopher Brock. He's in, uh, in Georgia. I'm just going to tell you right now, he used them masterfully. There's, listen, we, re, we need to redeem the Internet. People said, Christians said, hey. The Internet's evil. We cannot, we absolutely cannot We cannot use the Internet. Christians, we can't use the Internet. It's wrong. I'm a Christian and the ninja pastor. I'm talking to you on the Internet. We've redeemed the Internet. We redeem it. We can't say this. We can't. Listen, folks, we can't abdicate. We can't quit. Just because it's a certain tool. Drones are a powerful. Drones... 
Drones save lives in the battle zone because we can send up a drone and look at look over walls. We can look behind buildings. We can, we you know, it's it's an amazing tool. Why we don't use them more, I don't know. If done right. But her question was very clear. You think the government it can use a drone to kill a United States citizen on American soil if they don't pose an? She refused. She refused to answer, folks. Where can you go and not answer in your job interview? So we don't vet anymore? What if the question was, hey, you know what? We don't like Jews. And we don't like Christians. So do you think it would be okay if we go shut down the Jews and the Christians? And we lock them up. Same thing. A church choosing its own pastor or rabbi. She had no answer. Would you be willing to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate the IRS's targeting of citizens and citizen groups for their political views? An investigator that was, at a minimum, not a major Obama donor. She refused to answer. She refused to answer. And now... Our air quotes functional Congress confirmed Loretta Lynch as our new attorney general, replacing Eric Holder, possibly the most lawless, racist, and fascist attorney general this nation has ever seen. Lynch testified brazenly that she endorses and intends to facilitate the president's lawlessness and constitutional violations. Having heard her testimony during the confirmation hearing, 10 Republican senators senators decided to vote for Lynch. Remember, the position of attorney general exists to ensure that the laws are enforced and the Constitution is preserved, and each senator has taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. This shouldn't. Th- Teresa uh, Hamilton, my good friend, NoiseRoom.net, said this should have been a no-brainer, yet the Republicans sided with Marxist leftists, and Lynch was confirmed. Is that okay with you? I don't think it should be. I think that every single one, Mitch McConnell, he bald-faced lied in October. While he was wooing conservatives for the upcoming midterm election, he stated that any nominee that was going to replace Eric Holder as the nation's highest law enforcement official must, as a condition of his or her confirmation, avoid at all costs Holder's penchant for putting political and ideological commitments ahead of the rule of law, including as it relates to the president's acting unilaterally on immigration or anything else. He fibbed big time. I don't even, honey, I'm going I'm to I'm just change this. I'm going to edit this. He lied big time, and he betrayed conservatives nationwide. It was his wheeling and led to the deal that struck with Harry Reid and cinched Lynch's confirmation. Join us on Sunday at 5.30, the same channel. Join us on Monday. Thank you for joining us today. God bless America. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter 
at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.